Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast number 61, the UK's digital TV and technology show. The show that's driven by feedback from you. My name's Carl, and with me today is our tech guru, Pete. For today's show, we explore the world of streaming how to get video, audio, and pickies on your TV. Now, here's a look at what we'll be talking about in today's tantalizing take on technology. BT's new home hub's out. We get hands-on. A handy gadget that broadcasts your laptop in HD. DLNA, UPnP and Twonky demystified. Our first look at a keyring mobile phone from Swap. Plus your questions on home plugs, speeds, iPlayer and shiny Nokias. First off, here's Pete with the latest TV and tech news. Frequency cast. Now loading. News. Headline time, starting off with the news that UView, the planned on-demand service for Freeview that was due to launch last year, has once again been delayed. It's now not expected until 2012, apparently in time for the Olympics. The delay is no doubt good news for rivals Sky and Virgin. Next, this month sees the launch of the Nintendo 3DS. We've had a sneak peek at the 3D that doesn't need glasses, and it's very impressive. Let us know if you'd like us to do a review in the next show. As well as doing 3D games, the 3DS also includes a motion sensor and a gyro sensor for new types of gameplay, plus a 3D camera and better Wi-Fi. We found a £30 off pre-order special. See our show notes to save some money. Next, some Kindle news. Version 3.1 is now being rolled out, adding real page numbers, the option to share your book thoughts publicly, and a new newspaper layout. Updates are via Wi-Fi or can be downloaded from the Kindle website. Next, some good news for Freesat viewers. Channel 4 HD will, finally, be joining the lineup. Despite being available to Sky, Virgin and Freeview HD users for a while, Channel 4 HD will finally make it to Freesat HD boxes this April. If you're with Vodafone and are wondering why your service stopped on the 28th of February, hundreds of thousands of customers lost service after a break-in at the Vodafone Basingstoke Control Centre. Twitter's been awash with complaints. Now, iPhone users, I'm afraid you're no longer cool. According to the U-Switch mobile tracker, which charts handset popularity, the iPhone's not even in the top eight. Google Android phones are cleaning up in the charts, probably something to do with the fact that there are some great offers out there now for Google-powered HTC phones. See the link to the chart on our show notes. There is some bad news for Android users, though. Google has decided to remove the Facebook Contacts integration from the address book on some Android phones. An update to the Gingerbread OS will remove this functionality, as apparently Google is no longer willing to exempt Facebook from its data-sharing rules. Staying with mobiles, if you missed the news, Nokia, who's been struggling to get a decent touch phone out the door, has now officially partnered with Microsoft. The two companies are now working together to get Windows Phone 7 onto Nokia handsets. Next, two BBC iPlayer stories. First, note that a free iPad iPlayer app is now available. And second, now when you search the iPlayer, you'll see content from ITV, Channel 4, Channel 5 and Seesaw, making the iPlayer the one-stop shop for catch-up TV while we wait for UView to catch up. Next, be aware that March is iPad month, with the launch of the second-generation iPad on Wednesday the 2nd of March. Fans of the small Rouge One can rejoice, as a new six-part series of Red Dwarf has just been commissioned. Expect to see this on Dave in 2012. 
And finally, forget the file in the cake, prisoners in Kent are in trouble for sneaking in other goodies into their cells. Prisons currently get the main five TV channels and the government has recently spent over £5 million to get four extra channels into Nick. It seems that's not good enough though and freeview boxes are the latest objects of desire to be smuggled in. So, if you see the channel Dave starting to rerun those old episodes of Porridge, you'll know why. Thanks, Pete. For more on these stories and others, visit frequencycast.co.uk slash news. So we're now going to focus in on something more exciting than ever before. And why do I say that? Because I had to go to Pete's house for that one. So what was it I was going to see? Well, we were talking about streaming video. And you had fun at my place, didn't you? Yep. And the first thing I showed you was a Western Digital Net Store My Book NAS, wasn't it? You did. It was a very neat little box that sat on the floor in the corner of your hallway. So this little box was my NAS box. Do you know what a NAS is? I used to. No. What was it again? Network Attached Storage. So it's a backup device. It sits there and backs up the contents of my main desktop PC and my laptop onto a hard disk without me having to press buttons. But also, it's a very, very handy device for streaming media because it uses DLNA. Of course. And to get us started, we started having a play around with some kit, didn't we? Yep, we sure did. Now, what was the first thing we played with? So this is a Logitech squeeze box. It is effectively an internet radio. Let's just turn it on. Well, it's a big black box. It looks like a conventional uh, AM radio that you'd find in your kitchen, really. It looks sleek. Uh, you've got now playing my music, internet radio, my apps. You've got um, like soft key touches, one to six. That'd be like like fast tuning i'm thinking you got a tuning knob or dial uh you have a volume control you have the on off power switch you've got uh, a play pause forward and a rewind button interesting you've got home alarm and more and then you've got a back and a forwards button there on the side you have a headphone on the right hand side there's a headphone connector at the very back you've got a is that an ethernet connector oh look at me knowing that you've got an in uh which is the 3.5 mil Input, I don't know what that would be for. Radio, microphone, I don't know. Who knows? That'd be for a line in so you could plug in an MP3 player to it. I knew that. What's key to me, though, is this lovely little control. If I, if I do this, it beeps. I'm just ro- rotating the, uh, the control, and we can see what's going on on the colour screen here. So let me just move to internet radio, first of all. Let's just do the, the, the standard stuff. Internet radio, press the button, and you can see we've got local music, talk, search, world, whatever. So we can look for local, see what stations are local to us. And this is just using the internet. So here we've got Aberdeen, Birmingham, Cardiff, London, Guernsey. So this is all the uh, radio stations that are broadcasting a streaming service over the internet. Of course, the obvious one we should be looking for is... Frequency cast. Okay, let's have a look. Searching, here we go, radio frequency cast. If we press the button, in theory... What's it called? <laughs> the Mac Television Box thingy, that was its official name. Oh, I got it right again. Or Apple TV, if you're uh, not Carl, of course. And then, of course, Show 58, where we talked about broadband suppliers, and, of course, your favourite, Pete, the Big Track Junior. So there you go. That is uh, Show 59 streaming on our internet radio service, and that's available without any faffing about on the uh, Logitech squeeze box. Pretty impressive? Yeah, I am impressed. Well, when, when do I get this? I'll have to go and listen to it one day. Okay, so that's the streaming element of it, but the clever bit is where you go back to the main screen and you've got My Music. I'll press the little button there. And what this is now doing is this is getting this from the network, so it's not physically got any media connected in. It's doing it all over Wi-Fi, uh, and I can find an artist, so in theory... You go, I'm scrolling down all my um, artists there. So here we go. Oh, I've got... Oh, let's see if this guy sounds familiar. Uh, so here's a bit of music from my hard disk. Let's uh, try that. Mm-hmm. 
news time on free. Oh no, we've already done that, haven't we? I'm just I'm amazed at how sad you are that you actually have a news bed on your my favourites. Actually it's very good sound quality, I've got to be honest. I mean it's only mono and that actually sounds really nice. I, I'm, I'm a bit averse to mono sound because I've got two ears, so I like to use both of them properly, but that actually sounds very good. So that's the audio side of things covered. That was fairly nice, wasn't it? Certainly was. And then we moved on to the TV and video side of things, didn't we? Okay, yeah, and, and you kicked off by showing me your little Apple TV uh, box hooked up to your Sony TV, didn't you? Now, I'm not going to talk too much about this because we did a full in-depth review back in Show 52, but just to show you that streaming works, this is connected to Mitelli using HDMI, and it's got Wi-Fi in it, so I can go in and I can play movies from iTunes, connect to the internet for YouTube, podcasts, mobile me, Flickr or radio. What I want to show you is computers... Go into computers, and what does it say there? Pete's music under the computer setting. It's got four settings. It's got some images at the top there, so obviously you can get to all sorts of crazy things. There's even images of family and friends there, isn't it? There we go. So you'll see, if you're clever, that the same stuff that was on the Logitech squeeze box is also available on my telly through the Apple TV box. Oh, yes. So in theory, if I were to go into the same folder, I should find the same piece of music that we were playing earlier. News time on Frequency Cast. So you can see I've got the same stuff available on my computer, on my TV, and on the uh, squeeze box. And this is all without cables dragging right the way around the house. Right, now do you want to see something impressive? No, no, I want to go now. My iPhone in my hand. I'm going to take a picture of you. It's a lovely picture of you. I look just like a polythene bag. Look at the photo. Good grief. That was quick. You got the same images on your phone on your TV already. <laughs> There you go. So this is a feature built into the iPhone and iPad. So I can just flick through my photo collection and wirelessly it's just appearing on my TV. But that's just phenomenal, isn't it? And it also works this way. So if I go into the iPod stuff and let's say I want to listen to a podcast. Podcasts. Let's have a look. So here's a list of all my podcasts. Frequency cast. The last show we did was show number 60. So here we go. I can play show 60 on on my eye. But an iPad you feel you need a briefcase for. So I can play the podcast on my iPhone or by pressing that button there. Good grief, and that automatically mutes it on your phone. So it just sends it straight to the TV and you don't have to worry about anything else. I'm I'm suitably impressed. (laughs) Straight away, everything goes straight to your TV. I'm very impressed. Have you got more for me? Oh, yes. So this is just the Apple TV plugged into my TV using Wi-Fi. But the TV itself, this is a lovely Sony Bravia TV, has built-in internet as well. And how's that connected? Via an aerial or on the internet as well? Built-in Wi-Fi. Oh, so it's just built in? Mm-hmm. So if I press the home button, I get the main TV menu. So I've got my analogue TV, my digital TV, and all my various inputs. So I've got the line-ins and HDMIs and the like. The clever bit is where you get into here. So we have the network setting. If I scroll to video, which is where, obviously, the the really interesting stuff happens, let's see what we've got. So what we have here is uh, Video On Demand from Curiosity, BBC iPlayer, Demand 5, Sky News, Love Film, Sony Entertainment, Eurosport, YouTube, Blip TV, Ford, Daily Video. There's just pages and pages of stuff, agreed? Absolutely. So you can just go to YouTube. It's actually loaded up the YouTube interface, and we can see what the most popular YouTube video clips are. Let's see what's most popular at the moment. Okay, so here's a list. Uh, Thug Jedi, what is this one? Kim Kardashian wins the Super Bowl. Let's give that one a try for the sake of it. Press the little button. It says loading. 
this thing off and some of the stuff. So what do you reckon? Fairly smooth? No judder? Very smooth. No juddering at all. Subscription free. So I've got my, obviously, YouTube, BBC iPlayer, Channel 5, Sky News. They're all subscription free. And there's movies if you want to pay for them. So things like uh, Love Film, which is a subscription service, or some of the on-demand movies. So this is purely from the TV. No set-top boxes involved. No nothing else. TV connected to the internet over Wi-Fi. Wow. But that's not half of it. Let me continue scrolling down. If you see here, I have NetStore. What's that then? That is that. Oh, so that's direct to this thing out in the hall, which is a bit like a home hub. So from here, I can see video, scroll down to video. And if I go into, uh, let's take a look by folder. So I can see all of the folders of all of the video content I have anywhere in the house, all neatly displayed out for me. So I can find a particular piece of video open it up and hit play and be watching telly. So this has got all your entertainment needs, both music and video. Now, there is one slight fly in the ointment. What's that then? And that is this Sony Bravia TV can't cope with a high number of video formats. So you probably know there's loads of different video formats. There's there's AVI and DivX and XVID and, and MOV and Apple's formats and all the various different formats. Unfortunately, this TV can't handle the common ones like DivX and XVID. That's bizarre, why not? It just doesn't have the software built in, which is really, really irritating. And when I found that out, when I'd wired all this up and it can see all the folders and video clips, but everything I was going into was saying unsupported file format. So what, can you convert them? I found a really clever bit of software after a bit of faffing around, called Wild Media Server. And effectively what that does is it runs on a computer and it will live transcode any format. So whatever video you've got, it will just transcode it and play it on the telly for you. Well, that saves a lot, but you need to have your computer on for this, do you? You do need to have your computer on. So if I go back one screen, there's my net store. If I scroll down one, I've got something that says Home Compact, which is my main PC. If I now go in, I get exactly the same thing. So I get all the folders, as we saw before, all the various TV shows, but now I can actually play them. So here you go, you can see the kind of stuff I've been watching. I've got one of our favourites here, Chuck. Yep. So let me just fire up an episode here. Press the button. Now this is, again, streaming straight over the home network and doing transcoding. So it's got a little dial in the top right-hand corner. It's uh, just waiting to do something. Wow, that was quick. There you go. Nice and smooth. Definitely, and it's, it's actually live now. It's actually transcoding as we're watching. How is that for impressive? So that's my entire video library all on the telly. Phenomenal. Now, did you see any judder? No, I didn't actually, which was very good because that wasn't only streaming it, but it was transcoding at the same time. What I would say, though, is I've noticed on one particular TV show, I see some judder. What's one of my favourite geeky shows at the moment? Uh, that would be The Big Bang Theory, wouldn't it? Because that's your lifestyle, really. No women. <laughs> Surprised you don't have an inflatable personality. Now, what's unique about The Big Bang Theory? There's only one fit bird in it. There is that. Uh, I was more thinking of the intro sequence. It's all graphics, isn't it? And it's a little bit clever now. We'll see if we can do this with, with playing the audio here. What I'm doing is I'm watching an old episode of The Big Bang Theory. Now, at the very beginning, what happens over the TV, there's a song that goes, oh, and there's a, a piece of music, and they show different frames of... Yeah, different frames of the history of the world. An image of Einstein, there's a, a bomb going, a nuclear bomb going off, things like that. And what I've noticed, let's see if we can just fast forward to it, but I will show you the video, and you'll notice the judder because it's just so many frames, 25 frames a second, one image every frame. 
the TV can't actually keep up with it. So it's only extreme production techniques that are likely to be a problem with watching television this way. It's the only time I've ever seen it do it. It doesn't do it watching ordinary telly. It's just on that sequence where there is so much visual activity and so many frame changes. Uh, anyway, that was video covered. Now it's time to look at photos with me displaying a lovely snap from our office Christmas party. Why wasn't I invited? Okay, so here we go. A nice full screen picture up on the screen, up on the telly. So you can do slideshows and flick through and search by folder or by year or by date or whatever else. So is that a nice picture of our Christmas meal? Yes, very good, yeah. Are you going to impress me with it? I am going to impress you. Press the blue button on the remote for me. Okay. Now what's appeared in the top right-hand corner of that? Oh, look, it's a little map. Oh, good grief. It tells you the location of the actual photograph and you can zoom in and out. That's actually a map of the world and now it's gone to a map of England and now it's just cities, now it's towns, now it's the road. So what this has done, this particular photo was taken on my iPhone, but we could have taken it on any digital camera using that little iFi card that does location. So the photo has location information, and on the TV it's worked out that it has some uh, latitude and longitude stuff, and popped up on the screen Google Maps. So there you go, you can see the exact place on a map where that photo was taken. That's uh, very clever. Okay, so why is the Galaxy Tab out? Oh yeah, just to kind of prove a point about this thing called DLNA that we were talking about, I can get my Galaxy Tab, and when we were doing our review of the uh, of the Tab for Show 60, we went through the applications. Try just tapping on that one for me. The All Share, is that? So what I've now got is effectively the uh, sharing application that comes free with the Galaxy Tab. So what I have here is a list of devices. Oh yeah. So what do I have down my left-hand column? Uh, my device, Nextdoor, Office Compact, and then on the right-hand side you have My Device and Bravia. Right, so what I can do is look at the Nextdoor device. I click on Nextdoor. On my tab I can do uh, My Device. And what this is now doing is using my Galaxy Tab to talk over Wi-Fi to the network attached storage device and it will show me all of the content that's available over the network that I can view. So instead of watching it on the telly or streaming it on our little Logitech squeeze box there, I can actually sit and do this on my tab. So it's a little how you were using the iPhone before. I was actually using the iPhone to broadcast a picture over the network to the TV. Here I'm using the device to pull content from the network to watch on the tablet. So I can take this and, and read this lying in bed or on the loo or whatever. I've got a portable device that will do my photos, my music and my video all on one device. So in other words, what you're saying, if you were watching a film downstairs and you had the urge to go to the loo, you could actually take it upstairs on the, the, the Galaxy Tab and not miss any of it. And you can even be more clever than that. Let's say I'm doing this. Let's say I'm looking at a video that I've got local to this device. So uh, let me just see if I can do this. Let's be fairly clever here. So I can also go the other way. So a piece of video or a photo I've taken on the Tab, I can share out and be watching it on the tablet, come back downstairs and decide I want to watch it on the main TV. So I find, uh, there we go, that particular piece of video there. Press that. So you can see I'm streaming music and video from the Galaxy Tab. Hassle-free, no extra software to install. Just press play and it appears on the telly. How cool. Very good. So that was our little look at what you can do with streaming tech. Impressed? I am actually uh, very impressed. But uh, one little thing that perplexes me is, how does it all work? Well, the key is that little thing called DLNA. 
Okay, which stood for? Digital Living Network Alliance. And what it is, is it's a standard for media streaming. But what actually is it? So what it is, it's a protocol that effectively runs on bits of kit. So on my little NAS storage device, or indeed on a PC or even on a mobile phone, the DLNA service runs and allows other devices to get in and talk to it. So you can have computers and NAS drives acting as the main storage running DLNA. And then you get devices like digital TVs, PCs, tablet devices, things like the Sony PS3, set-top boxes, Blu-ray players, the whole bit. If they're DLNA certified, they can pull and stream media from the various DLNA servers. So they are really all just talking to each other without you involved. I'd like you to just look at this here email from a confused bunny called Julie Bell. Uh, When I've been looking at various streaming devices, it will always say things like Samba Client Compatible and UPnP Compatible and DLNA. Oh, we know what that one is now. And Twonky Server Software Needed. I like that one. Twonky. That's excellent. I like that. Do that more often. All this is like a foreign language to me. You think it's foreign? I'm reading it. So, Pete, I think someone's in desperate need of some translation for a start. Okie dokie, well let's go through it. DLNA we've covered, UPnP stands for Universal Plug and Play, and that's the protocol that allows devices to talk to each other, not necessarily anything to do with streaming technology, and DLNA and UPnP kind of go together. So it's assumed if it's DLNA, then it's also UPnP. So that basically means the two of them can talk together. Okay, that's that one done. What about Twonky? Twonky is a piece of software that runs on PC, Mac, Linux, and Android, and it's a sharing server. So effectively, it does the same kind of job as a DLNA server. It just pulls it all together and makes for a nice, easy piece of distribution software. Right, okay. Let me get this clear. What if I'm looking to buy something? Um, What do I need to be aware of? Okay, a couple of things worth looking out for. Definitely look for something that supports DLNA. It should have a logo on it saying DLNA certified. If it doesn't, there's a list of everything that's compatible at dlna.org. Okay, thank you. Also bear in mind another piece of terminology that might come up, bonjour. Oh, bonjour, ça va? Bonjour. Now that's Apple's own technology, that's their sharing software. So if you see the name bonjour, that's kind of their um, rival, if you like, to UPnP. Right. And if you are looking at doing streaming video, be very careful of one thing. Make sure you check the formats of the video that are supported. If you're going to watch a lot of XVID or DivX, make sure your box copes with it, because a lot of them don't, as we found out with our Sony Tele. That's excellent. Can you get some stuff on the website just to confirm prices, etc. and so forth? Certainly. Go to our show notes. There'll be something there by the time you're listening to this. Excellent. What's that in your little package of packages? Lots of little devices you've bought with you today. What are they? I have to show you this while we're talking about streaming. This little device here, USB dongle, plugs into your laptop. That's a USB receiver, plugs into this device here. Okay. And what it does is it lets you stream the output of your laptop onto this device, which then connects through HDMI to your telly. Practical upshot, if you've got something on your laptop, you can watch it on your telly, wirelessly streamed using this. You can also use it for presentations, PowerPoints, that kind of thing. It's got a range of about 20 feet, and it also supports that little connector there, which is VGA for putting it up on computer monitors that don't have high-def sockets. Okay, I can see why that would be handy. 720p HD streaming wirelessly from a laptop to a telly, and it's a really nice little solution. It's called the EZ View, under £100, and there's a full review and pics up on our show notes. Awesome. Now new Home Hub time, I believe, Pete. Indeed it is. Home Hub 3 from BT. It's just out and we... Oh, that's small, isn't it? It's like 
half the height, isn't it? Uh, what's it got on the front? Power, broadband and wireless. Three little lights. And on the back, we've got one, two, three, four Ethernet connections, a USB, power, obviously, a reset button, always very handy. ADSL, which is? That's your standard broadband connection. All right, and BT Infinity. So this actually supports both standard broadband and the high-speed broadband now. Worth mentioning, the fourth Ethernet point there is Gig E, so it's a high-speed Ethernet point, which is nifty. Wow. What I really like is this thing here that says Hub Settings. If you pull this little clippy thing out, it's actually got all your wireless and admin passwords, so you don't have to go down to your hub and write down all the serial numbers. You can just use this little weird lump of plastic, which contains all the vital information. Very handy. So what are the changes to this new product? Well, the software's largely the same from what we've discovered. What they have done, though, is they've taken away BT Broadband Talk, which is the old handset that used to come with it. So that feature seems to have been de-scoped with the Home Hub 3. Well, that's a bit unfortunate. So it's not got a phone with it? No, and you can't use an existing BT Talk phone either. Oh, isn't that a downscaling then? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, they've added something called Smart Wireless, which is really handy. And actually, it, when we've been using it, it has worked out a lot better. It automatically changes the channels to reduce Wi-Fi interference from homes, which is pretty nice. Clever. It uh, uses less power, so it's a little bit more green. As I say, it supports BT Infinity. Brilliant. So we've got the Buzz Lightyear of BT technology. And generally, I think it's a better unit. They've, uh, they've sorted out some of the little glitches, and it does seem to work rather well, so pretty impressive. Nice, and it's of course far more uh, subtle than the old one. So for that subtlety, how much do I pay? Well, if you're a new BT customer and you sign up to BT online, you'll get it for free. Uh, it will soon be available to existing customers, priced around £50, although the nice little loophole is if you phone up BT and ask to be recontracted, so maybe take out another 18-month contract, you may well find you can get this for free. Bear that one in mind, guys. What's that then? It looks like a high-tech dictaphone. It's rather sleek looking, isn't it? This is the Olympus VN8500. It's a handheld dictation machine that holds up to 421 hours on its 1 gig memory. Best of all, though, it comes with Dragon software, which will transcribe your voice recordings and do voice-to-text on your PC. Very nifty. Wow, that was good. And the good sound quality as well. Again, links up on our show notes. And this is the last thing to show you. Stand by. That's the world's smallest phone. Look at this. This is the Swap Nova. It's a keyring mobile phone. How cool is that? It's awesomely cool. But it's more than a, a phone, isn't it? I mean, that's got proper media stuff on it as well. Nice stylus on the side there. Has uh, FM radio, media player. And it's a full touchscreen quad band mobile phone. Again, links and review up on our show notes. That is good. And I'm currently looking at another swap device at the moment. Did you know that? Oh, God, what have you got? I've got the Swap Watch for children. Mm, any good? I'm enjoying it so far. I'm still looking into it. Uh, but that has some added features over my watch, which I'm a little bit disgruntled about, obviously. There you go. A few quick reviews. And again, go to the show notes for the full details. That's all we have time for for Focus. Frequency cast. Now loading. Interaction. Right. Time now for some feedback and questions. Starting off with a message from a chap calling himself our number one listener. June C. Borgu? from Burton, Michigan, US. He's asked how many non-UK listeners we have. So we looked it up over to Statsman. Yeah, we did indeed. Amazingly, 8% of our listeners apparently from the US, 1.3 in Canada, 1% in Ireland and 0.7% in Australia. Uh, June's still watching TV on his old CRT telly from the 90s and he's not got the whole IPTV thing yet apparently. Oh, well, keep spreading the word, June. And uh, hi to all our overseas listeners. 
Alan Murdy got in touch. He's told us he's now got himself a BT Home Hub 3 with BT Infinity. He sent us his test results. 37 meg downloads. Impressive. But he is only 200 metres from his cabinet. And next, we've got a message from Nick Fletcher. His wife dropped her Nokia phone into a bucket of cleaning fluid. Uh, the phone survived, but the numbers have been cleaned. How can she back up using Bluetooth to prevent future disasters? Nokia are good at surviving these things, aren't they? Well, the standard Nokia PC suite supports Bluetooth connectivity and sync, and it's free. Link on our show notes. Thanks to Colin Still for messaging about BT Vision. Yep, he's been quick off the mark to tell us that BT slashed their prices for their gold TV package from £19.99 down to £12.50. Nice. Someone dropping their prices, eh? Hmm. Sky, are you listening? Now a podline call from Doug Cooper. What speed of home plug would I require to download BBC iPlayer? on my television. Well, Doug, they should all do the job. To watch iPlayer on a PC, you only really need a speed of about 1.5 megabits a second. Your average home broadband is 3 to 4 megasecond, and the slowest home plug we could find is 14 megasecond, which should do the job well. Excellent. Uh, that's interesting. But did I show you this? What's that? Well, do you remember the uh, the stowaway products? Do you remember the, the little uh, plug wrapping things? I've got, I've got this. Let's look at this magazine. This is uh, what digital camera. Now, just read that and tell me whether or not you think that's a little bit negative. Oh, yeah. These were the things that you used on your mobile phone to stop your cords getting tangled. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, taking the Michael about the price. Okay. Only for people with OCD. Well... I wasn't too sure whether that sounded a bit too uh, negative, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, any news is good news, but I was a little bit concerned. Anyway, uh, off the back of that, I decided I'd go out and buy a few packets, and I want to see what our listeners have to say. So, what I thought we could do is the first three listeners that text us their name and their address, we will send them three of these products, or a pack of three. You can have a play around with them, see what you think, and let us know, and we'll see if you disagree with this review. So if you've got some messy transformers kicking around in your bottom drawer, and you fancy some free cable tidies, get in touch. Yep, if you want to win some stowaways, or you have a comment on today's show, text us on 07882043521. You can also email us via our site, or get your voice on the show by leaving us a voicemail. The number is 0208133. Four five six seven. Go on, get in touch. Make our day. Frequency cast shutdown in progress. Well, that's your lot for this show, show sixty-one. For news updates or to get in touch, please visit frequencycast.co.uk. While you're there, click the "Add Us to iTunes" button. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for FrequencyCast. Thanks for listening to our tantalising take on technology. And if you like what you've heard, please spread the word. word.